Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Isn't God good? Let's uh, open with a word of prayer, can we? Lord, we thank you tonight again for our gathering together. Uh, And again tonight, Lord, we don't take it for granted. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word uh, that you're going to reveal things to us tonight. Remind us of things and reveal things to us, God. You're so good to us. We praise you. We thank you for tonight and for especially for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Aren't you glad for God? Okay, uh, just a quick little uh, story. There's this... uh, really elderly man who's laying on his deathbed, and he only had just uh, just hours to live, and he suddenly smells chocolate chip cookies. <clears throat> he loves chocolate chip cookies. And the, the, he lo- in fact, he loves them. Just, it's his favorite treat. And so last bit of energy, he pulls himself out of bed and across the floor, to the stairs, down the stairs, into the kitchen, and his wife's there baking chocolate chip cookies. And so he reaches out and grabs one, and she goes, smacks him across the hand with a wooden spoon that he, she is holding, and she says, leave them alone. They're for the funeral. <laughs> it's, it's pretty poor, huh? That's bad. Tonight we're beginning this series, The Fullness of God, and, and I want to re- open with Ephesians 3, verse 17 through 19. Paul's writing, he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, <clears throat> being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We want to be filled, don't we, with all the fullness of God. And so in this portion of Scripture, Paul speaks, this is a prayer, but it's also a promise that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We want to be filled with all of what God is full of. And so over the next tonight and then the next two weeks, we're going to concentrate on three things that God wants us to be filled with. And in this lesson, we're going to talk about being faithful, not as in dependable, faithful, but being full of faith. I want to be full of faith, don't you? Faith is listed as one of the three lasting virtues in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And so tonight we're going to concentrate on faith. We talk a lot about faith. Somebody once said that... uh, the, so much talk about faith, it illustrates, must illustrate our lack of it. 
I don't believe that. <clears throat> I, I think we ought to encourage our faith more and more. You know why? Because there's a real devil, <clears throat> and he's constantly trying to uh, discourage, dishearten, and uh, wreck us in our faith. And so, <clears throat> and, and we are, we are, it's a battle, isn't it? A lot of us discount our own faith. And we think because we have doubts or because we're experiencing problems in our lives, we must not have much faith. And so this, I believe, is going to help us. Uh, someone <laughs> told me one day, he said, you know, I, I wish I had your faith and, and faith like you and Pastor Poole. And I, I didn't laugh, but I, you know, inside I kind of, you know, it's, it's humorous. And I get what they're saying. I appreciate it. it's a compliment, but see, uh, everybody has their own dealings and wrestlings with faith. Uh, myself, Pastor Poole, especially. No, no, no. <laughs> He's not in here, man. That was a cheap shot, man. That, I'll probably pay for that one. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, somewhere. Uh, anyway. We all have wrestlings with our, our struggle. Anybody who has ever lived for God has had their own struggles with believing from Abraham to David to the famous preachers throughout the centuries. I've read tons of biographies, and everyone who has ever lived for God has had their own unique uh, wrestle and struggle in the area of faith. <clears throat> so we are not weird if we struggle with believing. <clears throat> we may be weird in other areas, but we are not weird as far as our faith. And you know what I mean. You, get, you guys get me. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul calls this a fight of faith. And sometimes within our lives, <clears throat> every one of us have some real uh, uh, slugging and slugfest, you know, in our minds with thoughts of doubt or unbelief that hell or circumstances in our life may throw our way. And so that's why faith is called a fight, because it's a <clears throat> Just because we have doubts or problems that don't seem to go away the first time we prayed about them, it doesn't mean we have little or no faith. It's just part of the fight. So tell yourself, just part of the fight. <clears throat> Sometimes, and I'm going to talk about this at the end of this class, Sometimes we show and reveal the greatest faith when it seems hardest to believe. Hebrews 11 is a record of the champions of faith. It's not a record of people with perfect faith or perfect people. They were pretty much normal folks like us fighting and battling to believe God. <clears throat> Look at Hebrews 11 verse 32 through 38 with me. <clears throat> what shall I, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah 
and also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. You guys hold on just a moment. I got a little tickle. I got a non-COVID tickle in my throat. Does that make you feel better that I said non-COVID tickle? I thought it might. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others, listen, (coughs) were tortured, not accepting deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had a trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. So these, these heroes of faith experienced difficulty. That in, encourages us who has our own difficulties, huh? So I want to start off by talking about what faith isn't. So important. I'm going to talk, and these things that I'm sharing tonight are things that a lot of us really know, but God help us to remember them. And, and, I'm, and when I say us, I mean me as well. And this is so important. First of all, faith isn't a feeling. This is a relief to me, because if we've got to feel it all the time to express it, then I am really in trouble. But we don't, because faith is not a feeling. We don't have to feel it to have it. <clears throat> I was thinking of this, the most powerful thing God ever did for me. I really didn't feel much when I experienced it. This is something. And that was the night that I got saved. Uh, some of you heard me on, on Sunday mention that tonight, tonight, February 1st, it's 48 years ago that I got saved. So it was right, not right around this time that I got saved 48 years ago. I answered an altar call. Uh, I, I, and I prayed, but I wasn't overcome with emotion, with crying or laughing or anything like that. The reality is <laughs> I felt pretty uncomfortable. I was praying, a guy was praying with me that uh, I didn't know, you know. I know him real well now. It's Ron Simpkins. He's a uh, best friend. I've known him and been great friends for 48 years. But at that time, he was just kind of a guy, you know. <laughs> I was going to say weird, but I thought I wouldn't. But I did anyway, didn't I? He's just, you know, <clears throat> he's all smiling and everything. And I, I didn't know him. And I was in a, a, uh, a room with people. It was a small crowd, probably 16 to 20 people, and I didn't know any of them. 
And so I was kind of feeling self-conscious. And, and, you know, uh, but listen, this is, this is something because when you think about it, it was the most powerful thing God ever did in my life. <clears throat> that night when I prayed that prayer, even though I didn't, I, you know, a lot of people do. They cry. They, they may laugh. They feel a sense of huge relief. And I, I think I probably felt a little relief. But truthfully, I was kind of glad to get out, you know, because I felt subconscious. Subconscious. Self-conscious. Subconsciously, I felt self-conscious. <clears throat> but my life was changed. Uh, that was... 48 years ago tonight, and, you know, since that time, God set me free. I, I, uh, I, I have not smoked a joint or gotten drunk in 48 years. Now, before that happened, in my high school years, I, I, every weekend, and, and then through, you know, we skipped class every time Billy B had some some pot, we'd skip school and go out in his car and uh, partake, and, you know, and so it, uh, it was the way we, I lived, you know, and I, I had so many things. I was so bound and desperate and hopeless, but, you know, that night when I prayed that prayer, Jesus set me free. And so uh, this, is, this is the point. When I answered that altar call, and gave my life to Jesus and prayed that prayer, it was the most important act of faith I've ever taken. But I didn't feel much of anything. But Jesus changed my life. So you get it? So we don't have to feel faith to have it. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith isn't a feeling, but we really just don't get this, a lot of us, just don't, because we kind of think that if we've got faith, we ought to feel something, you know, goosebumps, uh, a thrill, excitement, something, and feelings may follow our faith. A lot of times they do. <clears throat> Several nights after I got saved, I went to bed uh, on a Tuesday night after a Bible study, <clears throat> and I felt it. I was I was crying, I was laughing, I was uh, practically hysterical with uh, a relief about what Jesus had done in my life in those several days. I, feelings did follow, uh, but the night that I got saved, that most important act of faith, I didn't act on a feeling so much. I just acted on what I knew I needed to do and prayed, and Jesus changed me. And so we can't base our the presence or absence of faith on a feeling. And sometimes, even now, 48 years later, it's not like I always feel God or, or faith or power or whatever, you know. And that, Truthfully, that kind of bugs me. I want to feel things all the time. I want to be excited all the time. I want to be... Now, I'm fairly excited right now. I... I, in talking, you know, it does help increase that, and, and I enjoy teaching and preaching and all, but, but a lot of the time, I, it's not like I go by these 
incredibly motivated feelings, you know. I, we don't have to feel faith to have it. <clears throat> if I waited on my feelings to pray, I, I don't know that I'd pray a whole lot. I have a discipline where I do in the mornings where I pray, but if I went off of just what, it's not like I wake up in the morning and, and the first thought is, oh, man, I just can't wait to get to prayer, you know. <clears throat> Most times I'm just kind of dragging myself out of bed and brushing my teeth and looking at myself in the mirror and, you know. But I do, and I, I get into prayer, and oftentimes in prayer I'll sense things, but I don't always feel things even when I'm praying. If I waited on my feelings to come to church, I'd probably miss several services a month. <clears throat> and, I'm, and I'm one of the pastors, so. <clears throat> my point is faith isn't a feeling. We need to remember this the next time we're facing something where we really need to exercise some faith. And that's whether we are in need of healing or, or God to move in our finances or we're worried about our jobs or, or our families or whatever it is. Or we're just wanting God to do something new, fresh, and alive in our lives. We, we uh, <clears throat> don't have to feel it to express faith. Aren't you glad? <clears throat> Even if we feel nothing at the moment, we can move in faith. <clears throat> I was uh, in a um, crusade <clears throat> with a guy in the Philippines one time, uh, Joe Campbell. Uh, Harry Hills uh, knows him. He was in a part of that crusade. That night in the crusade, uh, Joe Campbell preached prayed a simple prayer, and a blind woman was healed. <clears throat> blind eyes opened up. After that service, Joe Campbell said, you know what? I didn't feel anything. <clears throat> Isn't that incredible? Uh, he didn't, it isn't like he felt this wave of power come out. Sometimes we do, but he didn't, but it didn't matter to that woman. She expressed, he preached the word of God by faith. She received by faith and was healed. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <clears throat> the second thing about being full of faith that being full of faith isn't, it isn't <clears throat> being problemless without problems. Now, this can really throw us off because uh, even though we kind of know this uh, and, and we, we really kind of know that problems are part of life, we subconsciously, I think, a lot of times, feel like if we had a lot of faith, it would keep us from having problems. When we're going through something, we tend to think, if I had more faith, I wouldn't be going through this. If I had more faith, I'd have more money. Or if I had more faith, my kids wouldn't be driving me crazy. If I had more faith, I wouldn't have gotten that flat tire or something like that, you know. And so we need to remember this. Faith isn't an amulet that we wear around our necks that keeps problems away. <clears throat> like a cross or garlic and wolfsbane keeps vampires away. You know, our faith, you know, the problems come and our, we say our faith, you know, we've met our faith and, and the problems go <sighs> like that. It's, doesn't happen, does it? Did you like that? Vampire, no. Hebrews 11, 
has been called the faith chapter in the Bible. And it's not all about people whose faith kept their problems away. And so I've listed Hebrews 11, 36 through 39 again, but I'm not going to read it over again. But listen, these, these were people who had difficulties. They were, they were heroes of faith, but they all experienced some kind of trouble. Some were tossed in lion's den. They were thrown in fiery furnaces. They were put in chains. Rocks were thrown at them. And this one hit me. I, I, have no, I don't know that I've ever really thought th about this. Sawn in two. I'm, I, just today, I, I was thinking about this and just the incredible uh, agony. They wore sheep and goat skins just because that was all they had to keep them warm. And so they had some very real and very severe problems, but faith helped them through it. And so their faith wasn't inferior because they had problems. And so God help us to remember this, that it, it, uh, the difficulties, the problems that we experience in life doesn't mean we have inferior faith. Uh, uh, we, we, we just look at other people in church sometimes and think, man, they, they really obviously believe God because they don't have any problems. And we don't know, I'm telling you, we don't know the difficulties or the problems that other people, we can look at others and observe them and think, uh, they don't have any problems. But if you really knew what was going on in their lives, you might just take your own and say, you know what, I, I'm good. I'm, it's, it's all right. Everybody has their own unique set of issues that they deal with, that we deal with. Isn't that true? Faith isn't a feeling. It isn't having no problems. Now I want to talk about what faith is. These are very simple truths, but if we will remember them, put them into practice, they'll help us. I want help, don't you? First of all, faith is a response. Most of the people we read about in Hebrews 11 had, again, some kind of problem. Uh, the reason we read about them is how they responded to their problems. And so Abraham and Sarah couldn't have kids, but they had a promise of God that they would, and they did, right? right. Moses had a problem with Pharaoh at the Red Sea, but he believed God would help him, and God did. <clears throat> Faith is a response that we make to God. All of us have problems, all of us have difficulties, all of us have wrestlings, but what reveals our faith <clears throat> is how we respond to the challenges. Instead of getting mad at God or depressed or worrying, we respond how? By coming to Him. Very simple, but Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, <clears throat> but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And if you've got a pen or a pencil or something there, <clears throat> underline that phrase, even though I put it in bold and I italicized it, underline it, circle it, he who comes to God. Faith is a response to God with the things 
we're dealing with, with the challenges that we have, our families, our health, our finances. And instead of giving in to the feelings like, well, what am I going to do? We say, God, I come to you looking to you for what you're going to do. So first of all, faith is a response, he who comes to God. Then faith is a response to the character of God. I love this. It's a response to who God is. <clears throat> Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is. <clears throat> very simple, but very powerful. One of the most important things about our faith is just believing he is. I'm here to tell us again and remind us he is. <clears throat> Exodus 3, 13 and 14, Moses said to God, <clears throat> Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? <clears throat> what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. <clears throat> Isn't that classic? And he said, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, <clears throat> I am has sent me to you. Moses said, what's your name? I am. And our faith responds to his I am by saying he is. You are. God, you are. You are the answer to my difficulty. You are the answer to my challenge. I want to believe you to break through and do something new and fresh and alive and use me in a real way, uh, in, a, in a, a more expressive way. God, you are. You're able to do it, right? <clears throat> Psalm 90 and verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. <clears throat> There have been times, and I've done this recently, <clears throat> where I was praying about stuff, and I just stopped and I just said, God, I'm, I am so glad you're real. <clears throat> and I've done this a number of times where I just, in, in the midst of my praying, told God, I'm, I'm glad that you're real. I know that can sound kind of odd, but at the moment, I was really glad that he's really real. And so really more than telling God, you know, it don't like God needed to know he was real. He knows. But I needed to remind myself, and I'm so glad that he's real, aren't you? <clears throat> Our faith is a response to who he is. All through the Bible, it tells us who he is. He's our redeemer, our healer, our peace, joy, refuge, shelter, father, strength, and on and on. And our faith responds to that and comes to him when we need forgiveness, when we need healing, when we need peace or joy or security or strength, we come to him, we are saying, I believe you are. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And I kind of shift gears here, and I... Uh, uh, didn't comment uh, in your notes on the last part of that, and it really is important, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Uh, so forgive me for not putting that in your notes, but listen, what we believe is that God is, 
and that he is a rewarder, meaning that he does answer, that he does hear, that he does care. He is so in tune with us. In Psalms, it says in one place that he even hears our sigh. Not just our cry, but he hears, and God's attuned to that. Isn't that powerful? And he responds. So, D, faith is also a response to God's word. 2 Samuel 7, verse 28 says, And now, O Lord God, you are God. Isn't that great? And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this goodness to your servant, David speaking. Faith is more than just a belief. It's a response to who God is and to what he has said. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, forever, O Lord. Tell yourself, forever. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And God's word is something we can trust in, we can stand on it, we can, it's, it's, it's in the bank, it's there, it's good, it's settled. Uh, if God said it, we can believe it, and it really should be settled. This will help us when we're feeling a little off. <clears throat> Anyone here tonight ever like me that just feel a little off? Just kind of off. Every once in a while, I feel a little off. When I wake up sometimes in the morning, I feel a little, just a little, just, you know, just kind of blah, off. But you know what I do? And this has happened oftentimes. I'll go in and I'll start reading my Bible. And during the midst of reading that word, I, I start to sense that offness lifting. Oftentimes. Not always, but oftentimes. And you know, uh, Ephesians 5 calls it the washing of the water of the word, or by the word. And sometimes we just need a, a good shower in the word of God. Help wash that offness off our life. We can trust the truth of God's word. Sometimes we may feel like, God, I feel like I'm alone. But you said you'd always be with me. God, I don't know how you keep putting up with me, but you said your compassions never fail. Uh, Johanna was asking me before the service, she said, what's new? And I thought, well, let's see, what's new? What is? I said, well, his compassions are new, new every day, right? Uh, God, I'm really worried about my kids, but you said you were able to keep what I commit to you, so I'm committing my children to you. Amen. Faith is a response to who God is and to what he said. It isn't a feeling. Thank God we, we, we don't have to wait to feel it to express faith. Uh, it isn't that we are without problems. It is how we respond to our feelings and problems. That's what faith does. Faith respond in the midst of our lack of feeling. Faith puts it out there and says, God, I still believe you. Even though I may not sense it, sense you at the moment, I believe. In the midst of this difficulty, I trust you. I believe. In the challenge to, to see you move in my life and do something fresh and new in life, I trust you to do something 
brand new. Faith is revealed, in, and I'm going to kind of close it with this thought. <clears throat> Faith is revealed when it seems hardest to believe. And this is why I like reading uh, Hebrews chapter 11. These folks believed when it was really hard to believe. And I was thinking about Enoch. It's, it talks about Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him. <clears throat> the book of Genesis tells us Enoch walked with God, listen to this, 300 years. <clears throat> now, I told you I've been saved tonight 48 years, just, just two years short of 50, 50 years. And I can tell you, 50 years of living for God, God has, has helped, God has blessed, but man, I've, I've been through some things in the last 48 years. And I think of this guy, <clears throat> Enoch, doing this for 300 years. Can you imagine that? He lived for God for 300 years. 300 years of saying no to the devil and yes to God. And he did it all without even having a Bible. We are, we are so, <clears throat> and without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit living inside of his life. And, and yet he did it for 300 years. We, we should be able to make it, huh? <clears throat> and believe God. Uh, faith is Abraham and Sarah believing to have a baby when they were old. Really old. <laughs> I mean, these guys were old to have a baby, right? Abraham's, uh, what, 100? She's 90? <clears throat> Just being able to believe God to raise a baby when you're old is something. I mean, <clears throat> the thought... The thought to me of having a brand new baby in my house right now is just absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you got to be young. We got to be young. Got to have that energy, you know. You, at least, you, anyhow. <clears throat> can you imagine, some of you moms, can you imagine potty training a toddler when you're in your 90s? Or how about Abraham explaining the facts of life to his teenager? Abraham would have been 115 years old. And, well, you see, son, it's like this. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. It, it, it's, but, you know, you can tell the way my mind thinks. I just, you know, just, all these weird things, you know, about, man, these guys believe they believe for a baby when it seemed impossible to believe, but they had that baby. Raised him, Isaac, child of promise. The heroes of faith in the Bible weren't perfect. Their faith wasn't perfect. They were a lot like us. We, we so often think that they were, you know, somehow different. They were not different. They had the same wrestlings and struggles. But listen, they simply refused to give up or give in. And so... Great faith isn't perfect faith. It's simple faith in a perfect God. I want to say that one more time. Great faith isn't perfect faith. It's simple faith in a perfect God. One, one last example. In Mark 9, 23 and 24, man came to Jesus with his boy who had, had uh, 
uh, demonic problems. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This man was desperate, but he was honest and determined. His boy was oppressed by the devil. He might have been epileptic, but the, the root of it was demonic. Jesus said, if you can believe, and his response was, I do believe, but man, I'm struggling. I'm wrestling. Help my unbelief. And so we often feel the same way uh, and may feel guilty about it. If we're struggling with a health issue and maybe we prayed about it, we haven't seen a change yet, we may worry. Maybe I'm just not believing good enough or something like that. And so I want to encourage us not to dissect our own faith, but we bring our doubts, our struggle, our wrestling to him and say, Lord, I believe, help me with this mental struggle, with this battle that I'm having. What, what faith does is it comes to God with whatever we are dealing with. Our doubts, our, our questionings, our wonderings, uh, all of that, we come to God and say, God, I, I just, I, this is the way it is with me right now. Help me. And you know what? He does. Being faithful or full of faith is revealed by a determined belief in a perfect God in spite of the obstacles. Some of the greatest obstacles to our own uh, believing is our doubts and, our, and that. It, and yet, true faith is revealed by pressing through those doubts and trusting in a God, listen, who cannot fail and he cannot lie. He is faithful. Our being full of faith is in his faithfulness. He's true. He can't lie. It's impossible. One thing that God can't do, he can't lie. And so we can trust him tonight. So I want to lead you in a prayer, and then I want to pray because we, uh, uh, I, I think we ought to just put our faith into uh, practice tonight. And so I want to lead you in a prayer, and then I want to, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. So let's just bow our heads, and I'll lead you in this prayer. You pray out aloud with me. If you're viewing online, if you'll pray this out with us. Jesus, you are the author, the beginning, and the finisher of my faith. I will not base my faith on my feelings. I will respond to you with my problems and my needs. I trust in your character, your word, and your promises. I will come to you when it seems hardest to believe. I believe you will never fail me in your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, well, what I'd like to do now is if you are dealing with something, whatever it is, it may be a, a health issue. Sunday morning, uh, a woman with a, a, a severe rash on her neck was healed. 
And uh, I'm sure that there was other things that happened. So tonight, you're dealing with something in your life, physically. Maybe you've been just battling in your faith and, and wrestling. Tonight, we're going to come to God. And maybe, uh, maybe you're believing God for uh, a breakthrough in your life to where uh, something fresh, something new, something alive, just something more, <clears throat> that he does something more in and through you. And you, you're just, God, I, wanna, I want to be who you want me to be right? Uh, whatever the issue is tonight, maybe it's a mental battle and struggle. Maybe it's a temptation that you've been uh, struggling with, battling with. Tonight, he's God. He loves. He doesn't uh, reject. He always accepts. He's always here. He ever, Jesus ever lives, always lives to make intercession for us. He's, he is he is our champion tonight. And so I want to pray with you. And if you'll just bow your head and close your eyes, and, and if you have whatever uh, need it is, <clears throat> you lift your voice with that need. Call it out specifically. You don't have to do so where other people hear it. But just speak it out and just say, Jesus, I come to you with this. Help me with this. Heal me from this. Uh, in your name, I trust you with this. And I want to just pray with you as we pray. Tonight, Jesus, we do thank you that you are always with us. You are, you are so attentive to us. Lord, you hear our cry. You hear our sigh. God, you hear us tonight. We come to you. We believe that you are who you said you are. You are the Lord, our healer. And tonight, I speak healing and life into sick bodies. I take authority over cancer or any growths in bodies, Lord, or pain. I speak against that pain or whatever trouble with internal organs, God, or, or uh, arthritis. I speak against that pain and the source of it in Jesus' name and speak life and healing into sick bodies tonight through the name and by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Lord, that right now you would bring relief to troubled minds. God, bring a sense of peace and a sense of calm. Prince of peace, Jesus, you rule with your peace in our lives. And Lord, we submit ourselves to you right now and to your peace, God, in the midst of the struggle and the, the problems and Though there are things in people's minds that are on, on their hearts right now that seem impossible not to be just so distracted with, but right now you are the answer to those issues, those specific problems. You are a very specific God, and bring an answer and bring help, God. You deliver us out of or take us through, and right now we declare our faith and confidence in you to release healing and peace and comfort and strength. Lord, there are those here that have been praying for a breakthrough in their lives, for you to do something new and fresh and alive and, and for us to be used of you in a greater way. Lord, tonight I pray that you bring encouragement. God, that you bring fresh anointing. Pour out fresh oil on your people tonight, on all of us tonight. God, that we sense fresh anointing, fresh power, fresh uh, insight into your word and revelation. 
We thank you, Jesus. Uh, you are our champion. Thank you for conquering death, hell, and the grave. Lord, the worst of things in life, you are the champion of our lives. We thank you for it. And again, we declare our confidence and our faith in you. Thank you for being real. Praise God. I just, just thank him, would you, for his presence. Thank him for his reality and for the answer. Lord, thank you for it. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're so good. You're so good. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Poole and Kathy, I just, uh, this is very simple, but I just feel like I got to say it before God's going to do a, a brand new thing in your lives. Not by way of a new baby or something like that. But <laughs> All joking aside, uh, that heart cry from both of you, uh, God has been very attentive. And I know that you know both of you have been, but I just want to encourage you that uh, new things are in the offing. And I, gosh, it just, that just kind of unfolds in new revelation, uh, new joy, new uh, contentment, new peace, all of that, just, uh, you know, that, that barrage of the fruit of the Spirit, newness and re re renewed uh, revelation and, and those truths in your life. You're going to see it, and, and it's going to be, uh, we're going to be the beneficiaries of that, and we thank God for it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, I just feel good tonight. just want you to know I feel good. And don't always feel it or him, but I feel it and him tonight. And so, praise God. Before you go to sleep tonight, just tell the Lord. Thank you for being real. In my life, Lord, there's, uh, thank God. I, I mean, I, I remember, and I'll shut it off, but I remember what it was 48 years and a day before today. I remember the thought process. I remember the desperation. And I am so glad that he revealed himself to me. We are glad that he revealed himself to us, aren't we? Praise God. God bless you. God love you. And good night. Next week, uh, 630, same bat time, same bat channel. Don't forget the weekend, 830 and 1030 service. Good night. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. Can't wait to see you next week.